This is a Baby Brunch podcast. Kids out of wedlock. What are the implications? So we have to look at the care and contact. Who's going to be the primary caregiver of, of this new child? And how is the father going to have access or visitation to the child? So that's important. So that's where the parenting plan comes in. This podcast is supported by Epimax Baby and Junior. The range of Epimax Baby and Junior gentle all-purpose emollients moisturizers is an all-day, everyday favorite for babies and children. Give your child a good start to every day by nourishing and protecting their skin with Epimax. Life in a single parent household, even though it's really common, it can be very stressful. We've had a lot of comments from adults who has very difficulty and a lot of difficulty dealing with their partners and then having a little puddings and blessings, you know, our children, how to deal with a situation when there's so much at stake. People feel overwhelmed with the responsibilities and having to juggle, caring for a family, um, maintaining a job, juggling uh, your boss and your ex. It's just too much. Well, today uh, she's back. Advocate Jade Lawson is joining us. She's both an advocate and a mediator uh, with some of the areas that she focuses on is family law. Jade, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Kids out of wedlock. What are the implications? Well, something to consider always is now the co-parenting relationship afterwards. So we have to look at the care and contact. Who's going to be the primary caregiver of, of this new child? And how is the father going to have access or visitation to the child? So that's important. So that's where the parenting plan comes in. Have you had situations where you've had a donor and the anonymous donor is being contacted uh, because he has some kind of legal, legal liability or responsibility towards um, a mom that has willingly had a child? Has there ever been a situation like that in South Africa? What do you mean a donor, like as in a sperm donor? Sperm donor, yeah. Normally, they won't have any legal rights. Once, mm. they've, once they've donated the sperm, there's no legal right to the actual child at all. It's just basically a sperm donation. Uh, this is a question that we had, um, and we're going to keep you anonymous on Baby Branch. Why can't I take my kid out of the country without the dad's permission? Okay, so it's very important that our Children's Act actually has a clause in there in Section 18 that basically says that you have to have the both consent of both parents in order to, to have a passport and to leave the country. And we do that mostly because of abductions. A lot of times you'll see one parent who just wants to take the child and leave and run. So to prevent that from happening, we have to make sure we have the signature of both parents or consent of both parents. How do they actually know that you are the parent? I'll tell you what happened to me, so I don't look like my kids. And we arrived at... Um, uh, international departures and I had Annabelle with me she's now six she was five at the time and the officer said to me who gives you permission to take Annabelle out of the country and I said well I'm her mother and next to me is her father <laughs> and I think she was too shocked to question me further that she allowed me to take Annie with her unabridged and her passport but I mean I don't look like my kids how do they know well, on your unabridged certificate, it's going to have, the birth certificate will have the name of both parents and the ID numbers. Then why did she so ask me? <laughs> why did she ask me? <laughs> I have no clue. But then mm. it was, it's supposed to correspond with your identity or it your does. passport up there. So that's exactly why. I'm going to call that woman up. 
find out why she asked me questions. Okay, so, but I mean, I'm just thinking, what about the moms that have moved on, has got a new partner? You want to take the child, please go out to Disneyland, and now you need to get a passport, and, and you really want to take them out of the country. Um, how would you do that? Well, I actually had a client that contacted me yesterday, and she's having trouble. The, the dad hasn't seen the kid in nine years. He's disappeared. We can't even find him. And she wants to travel, and we need to get consent. So the first thing we're trying to do is to trace him. So we're looking now through his family contact and even Facebook. We're trying to find him in any way we can. Mm. And after that, if he's not willing to agree or consent, we're going to have to approach the court and make an application there for consent. And how would, let's see, say one does not find partner and you want that kind of consent, how long does it more or less take and who do you contact? We have to approach the court. So the court will have to then give us consent. But they have to obviously see that we have tried everything, everything. in our power okay. to try and locate him. We're even posting an advert on, um, in the newspaper or on Facebook or something. We've, mm. We must show we've tried everything. Right. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Um, I've asked most of my questions around passports because it's the one thing that we get a lot of questions about. Um, can one have more than one birth certificate for children? No, just one birth certificate. You can have more than one passport. If, for example, you have dual citizenship, that sort of thing. But one birth certificate. It's interesting you say that. So I know of a mom that has applied for five birth certificates in case she loses the one. Do you mean copies? You can no. have copies, copies, multiple copies. So how, but they're not certified copies. They're actual original documents. That, that, that's the case as well, because you could have lost it. So you... you Go to Home Affairs and get another copy, well, what we say copy, but they call it original. So she has five originals. So that, that is possible to have, but it will have the same details, so you won't be able to change any details. It's not it. illegal, right? No, no, no. Okay. That's fine. Because <laughs> I just asked you, <laughs> baby, much, about your 500 bridge certificates. Uh, here's another one. My husband and new partner want to take my kids on holiday. So the mom is, is asking us, um, must I write a letter? Yes, normally you would have to give consent. Okay. So you'd have to write a letter or an affidavit and also for, you would have agreed to the passport application, everything like that. But in order to travel, you would need to give a letter for consent. What does that letter look like? I mean, is there one on your website? Do we, do we download it from somewhere? Does it have to be stamped by a minister of oaths? What makes it applicable and legal? So it'll be an affidavit, so it'll have to be commissioned mm. um, at the police station or with another commission of oaths. Uh, basically giving information, well, I would say give all the information about the flights, about the ID numbers, birth certificates, everything corresponds, just to make sure that we have everything that's there so they can see that this is your child and you have given permission. Uh, here's another one. Hi, Lana. Can my new husband legally adopt my kids from a previous relationship or marriage? So there's a new father now and they want to move on. There's already small children, but there's the eldest kid who still has a living father. Can the, the child be adopted by the new dad? It depends on whether the birth father wants to give up his rights. And that's normally a fight. It's not as easy. Even if he's not involved, I've seen many cases where the father just says no. I will not accept this new man. He will not be the new father of my child. But it, it gets easier, for example, if the father is willing to have his rights terminated and then for the new stepfather to take over and ad adopt the child. 
Hi, Lana. Law is expensive. What is mediation? Law is very expensive. So mediation is where we have a neutral third party who doesn't represent either party, who's there just to help us as parties to settle the disagreements or disputes um, through negotiation and to reach a settlement. Is so there it's a lot cheaper. And it's a lot cheaper than... And, and uh, is there a website where our moms and dads can go in order to, to for frequently ask questions? I mean, some of us don't know um, even the entry level or, or simple questions to some of these. We don't know the answers to some of these simple questions. Is there a frequently asked questions database instead of landing on some American site that gives us no answers? <laughs> In terms of mediation, it's actually good. I belong to a mediation association sorry, um, called Social Justice. If you go onto their website, they've got so much information with a lot of free resources that you'll be able to find out a lot more information about these types of questions. So we will make sure that we tag them on social media. Social Justice Association of Mediators that works closely with the advocate Jane Lawson, our expert for today. For this and many other podcasts, in order to support our parents, you're welcome to visit babybrunch.co.za. Jay, thanks for your time today. You're most welcome. Thank you for having me. This podcast was supported by Epimax Baby and Junior. Epimax Baby and Junior is dermatologist approved, free of artificial colorants and fragrances, and is safe to use from birth. Touch, nourish, love your child's skin with Epimax Baby and Junior. Available from leading pharmacies and retail stores.